Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Straight Man Headband, you are listening to CHO Marathon, a podcast about the culture, community, and challenge that surrounds the world's fourth largest race. CHO Marathon is brought to you by Goose Island, the official beer of CHO Sports and the beer you drink at the finish line of yesterday's 2023 Chicago Marathon. Find one of their locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? I am Kevin Kadek, head of content at CHGO and a finisher of the 2023 Chicago Marathon. Feels good to say that. I'm joined by my friend and coworker, Jared Willis, who went on this journey along with me. I think his uh, mic is muted, so we'll have you take that off first, Jared. But what's going on? Yeah, it feels good to say finisher because I remember, Kevin, one of those like very first episodes when you said that at that point we were an entrant, I think was the word, Um, if I remember right. And so it feels good to now, having done it, to be able to say a finisher. I used entrant the entire time because you never knew what could happen. Right. Um, Obviously, you're not even like even yesterday morning at you know seven thirty eight o'clock we were not guaranteed a finishing because you never know what can really pop up so I was very careful with that language but uh, not, you know and like that, what was really crazy is like people on these Facebook groups are going out and and trying to get these Chicago Marathon finisher jackets early and I'm like what are you guys doing like I understand like maybe you know people are are getting out of town or whatever so I understand that part of it but. I felt like I was not going to pursue one of those jackets until I could actually cross that finish line uh, yeah. at Grant Park. So yeah, because you really don't know what's going to happen. Um, even during the race, you know, there were—I'm sure you saw it too. There were people at aid stations who were, you know, stopped and dealing with different things, and you mm-hmm. know, some of those may not have been able to finish. And so, even while you're out there, you could be pretty late in the race I saw a lady waving for help like at mile 26 I mean she was like 300 yards to go and she was asking for help so um hopefully she was able to to finish it out because it was so close but but yeah until the very end you you haven't finished um and there's no guarantee because even yeah the process of running 26.2 miles that's a lot can happen during that stretch too yeah exactly so uh, we're going to have a great final episode of CHO Marathon for at least 2023. I don't know what's happening next season, but uh, this will be the final episode of, of this training and, and marathon season. I want to thank everyone who's joined us along the way, who's uh, contributed on Twitter, to the show, to our podcast. Uh, it was incredible yesterday, um, just kind of being in the corral and hearing my name called. And I turn around and it's Elizabeth from North Carolina. And I think she and her husband listened to the podcast, and and that was really cool. Um, my my cousin and, and my cousin's uh, sister was like, "Wow, we're running with a celebrity." I'm like, "Well, let's not go that that far," but uh, but it, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a memorable day in Chicago. And let's just kind of get the basics out of the way. It was a historic day uh, out on the course. Uh, Kelvin Kipdum, one of the up and coming stars of, of the marathon world just absolutely obliterated the world record, uh, finishing in two hours, 35 seconds. So I think we're getting pretty close to that, that marathon record being pushed under two hours, which is insane. But 
what he did yesterday was insane. I mean, he was really kind of out in front for, for pretty much, I think the whole way, I, I can't say that I watched the race, but I think that's, that's the case. And I know a lot of people were, were wondering where the rest of the, they were out there watching the elites and wondering where the rest of the people were. So congratulations to him. Uh, I'm glad that someone with the initials KK broke that record. Can't say I'm surprised. So <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I was actually running up near on, uh, up Adams uh, near near the CHGO Sports Studios, and a guy kind of sidled up to me and said, "Did you hear that the world record got smashed?" I said, "No, I hadn't." And he kind of shared shared it, and then he also shared the fact he's like, "I just won eleven hundred dollars betting on that." I didn't know you could bet on the marathon, so I didn't know that um, either. That's huh. yeah. I, I I told him dinner and drinks were on him, and then he sped away and, and kept going. So <laughs> he didn't um, stick around too long after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in the women's division, uh, Safan Hassan um, did a women's course record in two hours, 13 minutes uh, and 38 seconds. That was her U.S. marathon debut. I think everyone thought she was coming here and have a really good race, and she did. I mean, and beyond that, and obviously the weather was really conducive to some of these these records really being being uh, you know in jeopardy. I, I think with what happened in Berlin, you know. She, no one was really going to rise up and, and and take that one down so soon with how how um how, how much that one was set. But uh, still a great race by Safan. Uh, Des Linden uh, broke Dina Caster's eight-year-old Masters record, finishing in uh, two hours, 27 minutes, and 35 seconds. And then both course records in the wheelchair division went down. Uh, Marcel Hug and Catherine uh, De Bruner. Uh, they're both from Switzerland, so congratulations to everyone I just named there. Uh, that's just obviously a, a level of athletic achievement that I can't really even comprehend. Uh, to, to see those, you know, to see them churning off, you know, four minute miles is you know, crazy. So, um, yeah. So obviously, seven thousand uh, people entered. I'm not sure exactly how many finished, but obviously a lot did. Everyone. And their own race and celebrated it in their own way. Congratulations to all of you who finished. Um, the millionth finish, there was a millionth finisher, I think it was around 423, and two of the oh. people you kind of trained with were at 424. Uh, so I don't know how many people were within the Just that missed it. They came yeah, I was curious. Yeah, I, yeah. I heard that, that their millionth finisher was going to be somewhere in there yesterday, um, but had no idea like what the timing was going to be so i was curious like where they where they fell so um, i'm kind of curious to know like how they exactly figured that out today it was it just yeah. by time or was it actually by who crossed the mat when i mean because right. obviously you cross the you know everyone's crossing the, the mat at different times yeah that i i would be curious to know more about that too because how you i i heard was the prize was something like a six pack of three one two or something like that. Yeah, so. I heard a case of uh, yeah, I heard a case of three one two. Yeah, I hope they uh, they gave that. Oh, and Sarah just put up a picture of me enjoying the finisher uh, Goose Island at the uh, at the uh, the finish line there. So was I, I gotta cool say fan. that's is the best tasting uh, Goose Island I've had in a long time. That's for sure. So Jared, I uh, actually Sean left a four pack at uh, at the studio last week, and then he was like all concerned that I was, I was just going to put it in the fridge. And some people at CHGO who didn't finish the marathon um, would drink it. I said, "Dude, I'm not letting anyone drink this this Goose Island." I took it home, so I had an extra one last night uh, nice. with my cousin Laura. Uh, we we had a little little mini pizza party, so I've I've got two left if if you want another one. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I'll have to uh, I'll have to come snag one because I, I did you keep the can because I was I was debating but you know I'm not, you're not really supposed to carry that kind of stuff out of Grant Park and so I ended up I tossed mine but yeah I was I, I was mulling. I didn't but be, I didn't because because I knew that I had one at home. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, but yeah, that, that Goose Island hit the spot. That's for sure. It tasted great. And here's a picture of you out on the course. Just chugging along. Uh, props to your photographer there, and then you got a picture of the finish lineup ahead of you. Yeah, that was uh, the picture on the right, or of me there. That's I think around mile thirteen. I had a, a friend who was out, you know, there to see a few people, um, mm -hmm. and he was he was 
paying enough attention that he spotted me coming by and he got a picture and sent it to me, um, which is really nice, you know, to, to get to see that. And then I, as I got close to the finish there, I just thought like, I've got to get a picture of this. Um, Cause it was a weird feeling. I don't know how you felt as you were coming up on the finish line. Like on one hand, I was feeling like, man, I'm, I'm so glad I'm, I'm here and I'm about to finish this thing. Um, mm-hmm. and wanted to finish quickly, but there was also a part of me that was tempted to like kind of slow down because I thought like, this is it. Like once I, I do that and you know, this, this whole thing is over. So there was a little part of me that was tempted to try to savor that moment just a little bit. So that's, yeah. that was my compromise. I slowed down enough to get a picture of that, that finish line. Gotcha. That, that That's great. So yeah, let's get into kind of what races that we ran congratulations to you you have the uh the chgo course record now uh, you finished in 441 i finished in 501 so i will let you kind of take the floor as the uh the reigning champion and uh tell me how you ran your race from from start to finish yeah i mean uh, most of all i just feel like really fortunate that i didn't deal with any kind of no injury problems, no cramping, no nothing. That was, I think that was a big part of it was just, as you do it, you kind of come to appreciate that, like just being able to finish it all means a lot of things have to go right. Um, and I had set a goal of finishing under five hours. And I, I remember saying on one of the first podcast episodes, like, I don't care if it's 4.59 and 55 seconds, as long as it's under five, I'll feel happy. But I mean, the, the real answer was I just wanted to finish, but kind of in the back of my mind, I had, I had that number. Um, and I think there, you know, the race day adrenaline plays, plays a big factor. You don't realize until you've done it, how much of a boost you get from the crowd and having people yeah. there cheering and really just about the entire course. There are people out there cheering, which is just, I know we're going to get into some of that later, but that, that part of it was incredible. Um, but I tried to, I had a number in mind of, you know, the pace that I was trying to maintain, which was around 10 minutes, 30 seconds on average. And I definitely did the thing early on uh, that they tell you not to do, but it's really hard to avoid. And I came out pretty fast. Um, I think, you know, my first mile was nine minutes and something. And I had my, you know, I had my AirPods in and, you know, the, the app that I was using was, you know, that gives me like the mile by mile update. And I, I knew after that first mile, like, okay, you're going, you're going a little fast. Um, and slowed myself down a little bit later. And some of that, like you slow down naturally, you're just, it's tough to maintain that kind of a pace the whole time. But yeah, I think just having in mind, like a clear sense for the pace that I wanted to have and really making myself try to stick to it and not get too fast um early on makes a big difference and i'd had a friend suggest to me um a week or so ago he said when you get to the water stations or the gatorade stations he's like it's okay to to take like a a brisk brisk walk through those spots because he said you're gonna think that you're slowing down too much to stop to get something to drink but he's like really you're talking about a few seconds difference it's not it's not that much so Mm -hmm. When I got to those spots, I was still like long strides, but walking pretty much, um, which then I think I didn't lose my pace too much as I was stopping at those those places. And really, the only time I had to stop was like mile five for a porta potty. That was it. Um, but other than that, I was moving the whole time, which I think helped. And Great. like I said, just feeling healthy the whole time was really the biggest factor. So your strategy was to walk through through the, the aid stations or the ones that you stopped at. Um, did you do any really walking the rest rest of the way? No, I think just, and I know some people will do that. They kind of, they'll, they'll do some running and then they'll slow down, do some walking. I know that's a, a strategy that people use. I've never really tried that because it's just a very beginning runner still. I felt like with all of the training that we had done, I had a pretty good sense for if I just am running the whole time and I keep around this pace, I I knew I could maintain it. I could sustain it the whole time. So um, as we got into like race day, it was just for me, it was a lot of like stick with what you've done the whole time. Don't introduce anything new. Don't try anything super different. 
because I knew like my comfort level with with different, you know, with with how I was running, I knew where where I was with that by that point. And so it was very much just about like do what you've been doing, stick with yeah. it, it got you this far. Was there any part of the race for you that was particularly difficult? Yeah, I think I remember hitting around like 14, 15 or so. Um, Cause by that point you're art, you're like more than halfway, but there's still a lot left. So some of that like was just mentally thinking like, man, I still have a long way to go. Um, yeah. And you're starting to like, you know, the, the time that you've put in already, but still knowing like, I'm going to be out here for a while longer. Uh, Cause yeah. you hit that halfway point and it feels good. But then it's like, I still have a lot left there. And um, I had, you know, more than one person who said, when you get to around, mile 20 21 22 that can be a tough spot too because i think some of it was the distance by that point some of it was i think there weren't as many people out in that part of the city it was a little quieter um down there but again just like by then you you are past if you've never like me if you've never run a marathon before once you pass mile 20 that's the farthest you've ever gone so you're now entering into like new new territory and so that was a tough thing for me. Like I've done 20 miles, but that was on that training run. That's when I stopped. And now mm -hmm. I've got six more to go. Um, but once you hit, you know, like I'm sure you, you experienced too, around mile 23, the crowd starts to pick up again. And then just, there is something mentally about like, I have a 5k left. I can handle right. that. And then knowing I could finish. Yeah, that's great. So Michigan Avenue was kind of a kind of a breeze for you. I mean, that that's kind of really where you got you get a lot of the. I mean, that was that was awesome. I mean, there were so many people out there. Calling oh yeah, it's so loud. And yeah, last, that part I, of me, it, the, mile, the last mile and a half went really quick. Yeah, it definitely did. I actually like. Um, I didn't. I don't know about you, but I didn't end up listening to a lot of music along the way just because mm -hmm. there was so much so much noise and activity. But definitely for that part, I was just like knowing that you were getting close to the end, I was trying to take in the crowd and there were so many people down that stretch. Um, yeah. That part was just, it was fun. Um, so that, that didn't feel too bad except for that last hill right before I ask. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Go. Oh yeah. man. That was, that was hard. And that was the spot where I saw one of the runners who she was waving for help as we were getting up close to the right. top of that hill. But man, um, that was very, very tough getting up that last little hill there. Yeah. And then kind of just, just to rewind, you were, you went off in uh, Corral K. I ended up moving up to Corral F because the 312 bib that I got, um, and I was running with some other, some other people that, I, you know, my, my relatives were in there. But um, how did you feel about just the weight and the anticipation in, in the Corral? That actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was anticipating like really feeling that wait time, but um, I, you know, I, there wasn't anybody else in that corral that I knew. So I was kind of there by myself, which for me was, was okay. Cause I think just mentally I have an easier time with like, not, you know, just trying to focus and, and get prepared for what I'm doing. So I kind of alternated between stretching a little bit and I sat down for a while. So I didn't want to be in my feet on my feet too much beforehand. Um, and then I was just enjoying like, you know, some of the groups that were around me listening to conversations and stuff. And, you know, you begin to feel that build that sense of camaraderie because you're all about to do this together. Um, but yeah, the weight didn't feel too bad. I think it was the, as they opened up our corral and we started moving forward and you'd move, move forward a ways and then you'd stop and sit there for a while and then you move forward a little bit more. And so there are a couple of spots where you think you're about to start, but then it's like, oh, no, now you're waiting. Um, yeah, so that, that part was a little tough, but uh, but overall didn't feel too bad. Nice. So, yeah, so then you cross the finish line. And then did you just like, did you cry? Did you have any, any reaction? What'd you do? It was, it was definitely emotional. Um, I didn't cry, but uh, I was, I would say I was pretty close. I was feeling choked up for sure. Cause it's, yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're kind of like, you're, there's a lot going through your head at that point. 
Um, Because for me, going into it, I was thinking like, this is something I genuinely never thought I would be able to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Even two years ago, if you'd asked me, I would have said there's not a chance I could ever do that. So thinking about that, thinking about um, like what it takes to get there, you know, to be able to, to get to that point and not just like the training miles, but the people that are involved in like supporting you and helping you. Um, and two, like there is something to be said for when you run through the city of Chicago and you, you just like, it it was like, man, I, I I love this city. I had this weird feeling of like, I'm just even more in love with Chicago than I was before. Um, because of that experience. Cause that's, you know, they, they map that out really nicely when you're, you get to experience the full city like that. Absolutely. I, I don't know if you had this feeling though, like kind of going crazy with marathon madness and like almost kind of losing your bearings of where you were in the city. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There were some, that spots was something where, I didn't yeah. expect. Yeah. Yeah. I think at one point, actually, when we ran, when they like, they kind of send you out West for a ways, and you end up running right past the United Center. And when you mentioned like running past right near the CHGO studios, I remember running down one of those streets and looking to my right and seeing that, I think it's like Soul City Church. And re- I yeah. realized like, oh, I'm like a block away from CHGO. And that was a moment where I had totally lost my bearings of like where in the city we were. Yeah. Um, and similarly, coming past the United Center, it was I had a similar moment where it's like, oh, hey, that's United Center. Here we are. So a little bit had, of that for me, too. I had that kind of like coming out of Lakeview and into Lincoln Park kind of like the entire time. And then again, kind of getting out of Greektown. I was kind of like, where, you know, where am I? And then even like Pilsen, like usually, you know, Pilsen, you know you're in Pilsen, but it it took a while to realize, oh, yeah, like we're on 18th Street. I've been on 18th Street a bunch of times, whatever. So uh, shout out to Golden Boy Paul, who said I was in a bad mood going through Chinatown, but sprinted the last 100 meters. And uh, then my guy Enrique Rivera said, yo, I saw you, Kevin Kadick, head of content. My run club, Venados, was posted up in Pilsen, Laughlin in 18th. We're going to talk about Pilsen here in a second, but... um, I saw so many people in Pilsen. It was awesome. It was <laughs> shout a, out amazing. To, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Baloney Fonseca. Uh, I saw him. That was uh, one, one of the really the highlights of it. So we're going to talk a little bit more about signs and the neighborhoods and just the entire experience from there. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll take you kind of through my race, um, you know, kind of from, from the start. I, I got a spot hero spot downtown and it kind of got weird parking down there. Um, kind of like my gps took me to a different different spot and then there were so many people i had to get left on michigan there was a backup and so i was thrown a little off kilter by that but everything was fine i went to the kara um i don't know what they call it like a meetup or whatever it was in the palmer house and that was nice to stretch out uh in a ballroom and and have access to some bathrooms uh, although the men's bathroom ran out of toilet paper luckily i had already taken that taken care of that which was nice um and uh got out to the corral went went into corral f and um was uh was able to sit there with with laura and katie and uh christy and coincidentally i was uh standing next to quinn the experiential uh head brewer from goose island so that was a really nice coincidence and i was able to talk with him as we went um, one of the moments that will stick with me is right as wave two started, we got close to the finish line and they had like different kinds of um, music playing and, you know, born to run and, and some other songs and people were enjoying that. But then they started playing the Alan Parsons project, the Chicago Bulls intro and people just oh, went nuts. That was awesome. And, <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. Everyone got their phones out and was, was we were showing it. I put up a, video on my my twitter account at kevin kata and that was something like i always remember um so i went off really fast i mean this entire four months anytime i would ask somebody for their advice they would say don't go out fast you're gonna be tempted to go out fast do not go out fast i didn't listen i'm a moron i'm an idiot <laughs> i'm so right there I, with you i was the same way <laughs> i was i was running with, with christy um and to give you an idea of what pace she was running, she finished in 401, right? So, wow. 
and I felt good. I mean, I felt really good. And, you know, when I go out for, you know, for five, six mile runs, you know, seven, eight miles, I'll run at nine mile pace. Right. You know, and I just kind of felt like, okay, well, maybe this is something, you know, after talking to some people, I was like, maybe this is something that I can do and I'll just kind of slow down later. And, um, I just like, uh, around probably 15 or 16, I just, just really started pay, paying for it with, uh, with some cramps and, uh, it, it really hurt. So, um, if I, if I had one thing back from, from yesterday, it would definitely just, okay, get out there in that 10 and a half mile pace and try to do that the whole time. But as I don't want to say I'm a beginning runner, but I'm definitely, you know, a beginner runner in the terms of marathon strategies and pacing strategies. And so that's something I'm going to have to work on. Um, but yeah, I mean, other, otherwise like kind of fighting through the cramps, the last, I would say seven, eight miles that, that was tough trying to, trying to kind of get motivated. I will say I now see the appeal of smaller marathons because it's a lot to take out there. I mean, it's, you know, between For all sure. the spectators, all the noise, um, I, I, you know, I would say, you know, if you don't have that focus and if you really don't have a lot of experience, it's really easy to get bumped off of that. And, and, you know, keep track of yourself and, you know, some of the GPS problems at the beginning because of all the, the obstructions or whatever, that was really tough. So now I can see why you might want to do one with, you know, I don't know how, you know, a thousand other people or something because nothing yeah. prepared me for how many runners were out there were with how many spectators were out there. Um, you know, and, and that was optimum conditions. So I don't know what I would have done had it been, you know, in the high seventies or God forbid eighties. Because that's right. South, that's that south end is, is you know not a lot of shade either, so um, my family was out there following me. Um, it was like kind of their first time following me, obviously, uh, definitely you know their first time. Um, my daughters are seven and nine years old, so it was hard to pick them out um, above the, the barricades, and they started off in in the loop, and so I missed them where they were planned on seeing me at two and four, and then. They were going to come meet me again at 13. And so, you know, I, like, so then I passed 13 and I didn't see them. So I'm texting my wife. I had my phone out and she's like, we're here. We're here. So I, Jared, I, I doubled back, which probably was, I don't know, probably a terrible breach of marathon etiquette. I don't know. It was hard going back. It was probably only a block or so. Right. Able to find them, get a picture with them. And, you know, I mean, I didn't they made the effort to go down there and, and go all over the city. I just didn't want to like, you know, disappoint them or whatever. And that's just the dad and, and husband and me. So yeah, whatever. I get that for sure. I get that. Yeah. To have them, you know, my family was out there as well. And to have them come out to do that and knowing that like, that's not an easy task to come be a, a spectator and try to move around the course. Um, mm -hmm. That's a lot of work for anybody who hasn't, done that before and i i kind of missed my family at around mile three i i saw them too late i was on the wrong side of the street and looked back and they were behind me and i actually considered doubling back like you did i because i thought i could see them and i sort of waved but uh missed them but i was able to find them around mile 12 and, and stop over and like give them all hugs and stuff and that was that was huge yeah and there's so like I, mean, I don't want to use the word distraction because your family's not a distraction but there are distractions out there i mean there's there's people crossing the course um oh, yeah. there's people coming out and offering you food and, and drinks and everything which is great but um and I, I will say after that that half mark where i kind of thought well this isn't going to be i'm not going to be burning uh burning up the time or whatever uh you know, I took a couple of Sour Patch Kids from uh, from somebody. Um, I had a Reese's peanut butter cup. You know, there was a lot of bananas out there, so I had that. Um, one one woman, I think, right after Pilsen, had a little tiny can of Coke, and I was like, "Oh, that looks oh, yeah. amazing!" I, did I, there's like few things I love better than like ice cold Coca Cola. So oh, yeah. at that point, I was like, "I need," you know, I drank that. Probably was not a good idea because it was like way too sweet. Um, so I did that. I did not partake in any Malort shots. I saw somebody giving Malort shots out in Lincoln Park, like really early on, like probably between four and five. I thought that's I saw someone idea. taking it. I'm like, that's a oh. yeah, not not a great idea. 
I don't know. If, um, did you see the uh, fireball whiskey? And that was a little further on. I saw somebody had shots of fireball, and I, I thought like, yeah, that would probably because it was a little chilly. So I thought, man, that might feel kind of good. But, it, but it was early enough in the race that I thought I don't need to be dealing with like, <laughs> you know, one shot's not going to do that much. But I'm like, I don't know what that's going to do to me. So I, I, I know that you didn't train with fireball whiskey. So you definitely yeah. uh, don't want to int introduce that. Yeah. That's not the day to, to find out what that's like. Um, Absolutely. But how did you, so when you started feeling the cramps, how did you like, what's the, what is it like pushing through that? How do you handle something like that? They weren't terrible. You know, I probably should have used biocrease, but I'd never used biocrease. So I was kind of like, uh, you know, is this something I want to do? Like, I don't know. Um, so I didn't do that. I, I, they were pretty easy to kind of to rub out or just kind of get to go away with more walking. So it wasn't anything that was like too bad. You know, I never stopped or anything like that. So that was fine. It was just kind of a, I, I just did way more walking than, than I should have. Um, probably that last that eight miles or so. I will say like, seeing people out there was was great i mentioned uh peter before um i saw my friend will byington who's kind of like the unofficial mayor of chicago everyone knows him on the north side i saw him very early on and he actually he's a photographer and he actually he happened to be filming as i went by and i think like he spliced my footage in with with the elite runners which was really funny because <laughs> you know um i saw my friend anna at 12 my family at 13 and 20. I saw our coworker Alex Campbell. I think right before Chinatown, um, I saw uh, one of my Twitter friends, Marlene Toscano, around the bend in, in Chinatown. And then, like, uh, in addition to my family, the ones that gave me the most, most booth, the biggest boost was turning onto Michigan. So I had Aaron Ingram on here uh, as he was one of the guests of CHGO Marathon, and he he runs seven on Saturdays. The the running club on the south side and he was supposed to be in the race but he had to pull out sort of because of injury and i was texting with him last week and he was like well you know what i have you at mile 23 you know i'll be cheering you on so i turned right i turned and seven on saturdays was out in force and all the like all the running clubs from from front runners to tortugas to black runners club to uh you know three run shy that was one of the coolest parts i thought um but so aaron was out there and he had a bullhorn and he was getting everyone just hyped up so that was a lot of energy and i ran up to him and he kind of recognized that it was me and he just went nuts and i, I got such a boost going down michigan because of him it was great and then uh parm our, our co-worker from chgo bears lives pretty close to the finish line and I was kind of chugging along there trying to get to the finish line. And he just kind of popped out of nowhere. And it's like, I just, it was like such a great moment. So seeing people along the course, um, I, you know, a few of these people I mentioned, like I stopped and took pictures with. So I probably would have gotten under five hours had I not done that, but you know, it's completely worth it. So yeah, um, that's yeah. Coming down Michigan was good. I, I, I handled Mount Roosevelt pretty good. I think I maybe walked for, I don't know, 10 yards, 20 yards, but got there. And I was really surprised at how quickly the finish line was there after after turning on to uh, Columbus. Because in my mind, I thought it was longer. Maybe it was long and it just didn't feel like it, but I was able to sprint the entire way down because I thought at that time that five hours was still – was still in the equation um so i thought okay well maybe i'll get like a 459 you know 47 or something uh, wasn't to be but you know I, I started off this entire process saying i just want to finish and so jared this is a funny story so we had our chgo marathon meetup at uh flo and santos on on saturday and uh this guy bill from cincinnati ultra marathoner showed up and you know, I've been kind of sheepish about this whole thing because I started this podcast not knowing a lot. And I mean, that's to me, that was kind of the appeal of it. I was, I was going to talk to people who do know what they're talking about. And that's kind of a how I've always like approached my journalism career. Um, so I said, well, how do you think I did? And he's like, I, I think it was a great podcast. He said, but you started off like in the first episode saying all you want to do is finish and you're not putting a time on it. 
And then by like episode 13, you're like, oh, maybe I can do, you know, 430. He's like, dude, just take it slow. It is your first marathon. It does not matter what time you finish. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. I, you know, but uh, for me, I'm, like, I'm always motivated in competing against myself. So once I saw some of these times that I was getting done, um, and, you know, the, eight, the 20 milers and, and whatever, like I, I was keeping good paces in that. And I didn't know what was going to happen from mile 21 to mile 26. And we talked on the show, too, about like just kind of respecting the marathon, respecting the distance and keeping your ego in check. And I didn't necessarily do that at the time. And and now I kind of know that, OK, look, you know, even though like your your 18 mile run is fine, your 20 mile runs are fine. It's a whole nother ball game. I mean, when they say there's two races, 20 miles and the six miles. They're not kidding. So if and when I do my next one, I'm going to really bring that with me. Yeah, that's definitely, I think, one of the things I experienced during the training runs. It is hard to resist the when you, you think about your goal time and you're looking at some of those longer training runs and you start doing the math in your head on, well, if I finished 18 miles in this amount of time or 20 miles in this amount of time, then, you know, you, it's, it's really hard to resist that. Cause I was feeling that way too. Like I was feeling pretty confident about finishing, but tried to stick mentally with like, if, if it's over five hours, your, your final time, that's going to be okay because the goal was just to get it, get it done. Um, right. and I felt fortunate to have like, you know, listening to the episodes of this podcast, talking to a lot of people with experience and feeling at least mentally, like I knew just as much as you can know what to expect at different spots, you know, having been forewarned about, I think it was Andy Barron's on like that first episode we did, who said it's, it's a 20 mile race and then a six mile race. And so right. having been told that by multiple people, um, and just, we haven't really talked about fueling a whole lot, but having been kind of warned ahead of time about the last five, six miles or so you, you need to have fueled, up to that point because after that you're not really like you know you could take another gel at that point but it's not your, your body's not going to process it the same way and so you have to yeah. you have to you know i was i was doing a little more fueling earlier on than i felt maybe like i needed to just because i had been told hey do it now because if you try to play catch up later it's just not going to work yeah absolutely yeah, I feel like the nutrition got away from me a little bit. Um, just kind of get like keeping track of everything to me what was tough from just again because there's so many distractions that's so loud on the course and everything. So you have to have a first, you have to know what to, what to expect. And um, I, I realize that the next one will be a different experience and you'll be dealing with it, you're dealing with from a different angle or whatever. So. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, let's, let's just talk about the experience and let's just, uh, right now talk about what kind of everyone experienced. And I know everyone kind of saw maybe the same signs and had their different, you know, different signs and different favorite signs and, uh, different favorite neighborhoods. But, uh, what, what are you going to kind of take with you from, from the experience, Jared? Well, that's a, the first thing I think is I had been told and like we, we'd all heard each neighborhood kind of approaches this their own way. But to actually see that and to run through each neighborhood was pretty incredible because um, they all, you know, every, every neighborhood's a little bit different, but there were a couple. And I'm sure I, I know you mentioned it's you you felt the same way, but I was just blown away by Pilsen. I've been told like it's a party down there. But sure enough, like, man, that was that was a blast running through that neighborhood. Um, yeah. When I got done, I, I told my wife, like, I want we got to take the family, go hang out in Pilsen for a while because uh, <laughs> the people were so great. Um, the energy was awesome. 
But yeah, there was something too about Chinatown that kind of got to me. Um, something about you run, you run under that arch, you know, it says, welcome to Chinatown. And up on top there, it said, you know, Chinatown welcomes Chicago Marathon yeah. 2023. And just, yeah, running down you know, the main stretch in Chinatown was really cool. Um, I loved Old Town too. I thought it was, you know, I liked the energy there. Um, yeah, Old Town yeah, was really just, cool. Yeah, seeing all of the, like, each neighborhood and just what they, what kinds of things they had set up and, you know, bands that were playing and music that they were playing in, in different sections. Um, the signs were, I was, I was cracking up at some of those. I mean, some of these people, the stuff they came up with. Um, but the one thing I loved was the number of people who had the signs that was like tap here to power up. Yeah. And it would be like the, you know, super Mario, like the, the green mushroom and stuff. And some of them that had made them that they were like holding them up. So they're dangling up, you know, above the, the course. Yeah. And so you could run by and just kind of hit it. Um, so I, I, I hit as many of those as I could. Cause I just, so did you, such a cool there thing. was one, there was one guy who had that and then had like a, a speaker that played the, the sound effect when you did it. Oh, I must've missed that one. Cause yeah, I didn't, that I, was, didn't I mean, that. obviously a lot of people had them and it was cool, but, um, yeah, that one. See, that's, that was like, oh, that's that's level. a nice touch. Next level, yeah. Now, did you? I had somebody suggest this to me. Um, they said your your jersey, your race shirt, um, write your name on it, in big block letters. Did you? So I, I didn't. Okay, because that part of it too. I'm glad I got that suggestion because I should have. I hundreds of times, people would like look at you and say, you know, they cheer for you by name. Um, and there were a few spots, especially toward the end where, you know, I'm getting worn out my head's down and I'm just kind of like, and then you hear your name and somebody's like, keep going, Jared, you got this, Jared. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, it gives you this little boost. Um, so that's something I would recommend to anybody who's doing, you know, if you go out yeah. there and do it for the first time, get your name on your Jersey. Cause I couldn't believe the number of people who, yeah, cheer for you by name. Um, my wife was there. You know, like I said, my family was out there and she said she was like seeing people's names and she was cheering for people by name. So uh, really cool part of it, too. I was divided. I, I was like, I don't know if I want everyone shouting my name or whatever. So maybe, maybe next time. Um, yeah. Pilsen, I'm tracking back there to Pilsen. So, you know, I had Carlos uh, Jaramillo, who is the organizer of the Pilsen aid station on. And we talked for about an hour. And I thought I knew what to expect, but I kind of thought it was just like that turn. And like, I thought maybe people would be going crazy. And so like Little Italy, I thought was probably like Little Italy was awesome. The turn in Little Italy was great. It was really, really loud, really nuts. But then it was kind of, oh, Pilsen was literally like a mile long party. And, yes. And I don't know about you, but I felt like the north side and south side, this is the difference between the north side and the south side on the marathon course. People are pretty excited up on the north side, but I also kind of feel like people are out there for their people and not necessarily everybody. You go to Pilsen, you go to Chinatown, everybody is out there for everybody. I don't know if you got that sense at all, but yeah. You do get a little bit nor on the north side, you get a more of a sense like they're looking for their person. There's a right. little bit more because as you watch the crowd, you can kind of see the way that they're they're trying to keep an eye out for their person. But yeah, Pilsen was like it just kept going and going and going. There were so many people out and there. It kind of spills out amazing. into the street. Yeah. 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 And there was like so many different DJ booths. It was like almost like one after the other after the other. And there's there's a Twitter video that's already gotten like tens of thousands of views. Um, I don't know. I, I retweeted it, um, where it's just all this mariachi music, and you can just see people responding positively towards it. And then you know to go straight from that then into Chinatown, um, there was also a bridge going up um, where people were all dressed in white, and I think they were like, oh yeah, I don't know exactly what it was. I think it looked like they were just kind of almost advertising milk. It, yeah, I wondered what that was. I noticed that too, because when we started coming up toward it, it looked at first like a high school marching band. Like yeah, from a distance, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought it was at first. But yeah, when you got closer, I think it was they had the white shirts that said, you know, twenty six point two. You're going to need milk for that. 
Gotcha. Um, so I, some kind of a promotional thing, but it was like visually, it was a really cool thing to see yeah. coming up toward that bridge where they're all lined up on both sides. Um, and so, as I got up, the, as I got up there, uh, "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough" by Michael Jackson was playing. So nice. everyone was going nuts playing that. So that was that was a fun trip trip up that bridge. I think that was going into Chinatown. Um, favorite signs I saw. I saw I, there was a lot of good Bears ones. I saw one that said, "You you run uh, you run better than Matt Eberflus runs the Chicago Bears." I did see that um, one. <laughs> there was my favorite one was probably. Uh, you've made it farther than Aaron Rodgers because, of course, Aaron Rodgers got hurt like what three yes. of the season. Love so it. Love it. That was that was good territory for that for that person to come out with the sign. Um, there was a lot of Taylor Swift ones, and I I texted my wife. And I said there's a ton of Taylor Swift signs out here. She's like, well, you haven't seen ours. So the most popular one was I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 26.2, which is a reference to her song 22. Um, there was one. Um, you make the whole race shimmer. Um, well, there's a lot of Barbie and Ken ones, but so then oh, when yeah. I, I got I got to my family finally, and uh, my younger daughter was holding a sign that said, "I don't know about you, but I'm feeling three one two, which of course was oh, my favorite number. So yeah. that was really awesome that they came up with that. And then my other daughter had a um, sign that said, "Daddy, can I watch your iPad?" <laughs> <laughs> that's and it's a go daddy that's good. It. so so those are my two favorite signs for, for that but um i like did you see the the ones that i saw it a couple of times it said if, if britney can make it to make it through 2007 you can make it through uh, this i thought that was that made me laugh a little bit um like yeah there that. were there were i was impressed at how clever some of those were the, yeah, there was there was a few. Um, does this mean we can sleep it on Saturdays now? <laughs> yes, I, I and a couple that I saw that said I trained for months to hold this sign. Yeah, I love um, that one. That was I one. saw. I don't even like driving twenty six point two miles. Mm -hmm. So it was. Yeah, there were the signs were. That's that's a nice touch for sure. They definitely keep you going um, as you go along. So trying to think of what else i kind of saw out of the course that i that i really loved I, you mentioned old town i thought old town was not a neighborhood that gets mentioned a lot in it being really cool and old town i think also had a sign like old time welcomes to the marathon um and so everything on well street there was was really kind of happening and get you going uh the band in boys town was was awesome i got good video yeah, going they were great yeah one guy yelled at me uh, he had there was like this this row of Ted Lasso signs, and my wife loves Ted Lasso, so I wanted to get like video of that as I went by. And this guy was like, "You should have a GoPro," and I was like, "All right, man, I just got an iPhone." Like, yeah. So that was that was a little weird. Uh, I saw a few people this. with stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I at the expo, the only thing I bought at the expo were those magnetic race bib pins. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I didn't see those. They're like little magnets that you put on your bib instead of, so you don't have to use safety pins. Right. I should have used safety pins because those things not good. They don't they don't hold dollars. Okay. Yeah. I mean okay. you know, like they had Chicago 2023. I'm like, I want something cheap to remember this, whatever. And um the the upper one just kind of fell apart, but I didn't lose it. They like got stuck to the one below. So as they fell, they okay right and so like my bib was all scrunched up and so then when i got to around to the, the united center i kind of like started walking for the first time i'm trying to separate them and get them back into place i dropped two of them i had to stop and like pick them up i would not recommend those I, i'm sorry that i screwed up those people's business or whatever but you know it's a very high margin business too right uh just like these little magnets right and i would I, i'm never I, yeah i'll probably put them on here you know, so I guess it'll be nice to have them on here. Uh, just as, yeah, up. something to, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Oh, there's a picture of me and uh, my finisher medal. Thank you for Sarah. Sarah, do you want to play the, the the video of me crossing the finish line? And shout out to our, our GM, Jake, for, I think I think Jake and uh, Jay Zawoski and a couple other people were watching the live stream to see us finish, which was really cool. Oh, that.
<laughs> so um, yeah, I, I knew that I knew where the video was. So I give credit to me for uh, getting in the middle of that shot. So as a, as a content maker, I realized where it would be. You know, you know where to position yourself. That's yeah. I guess so. So. Um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the CHGO Marathon meetup and just kind of that experience and just this whole experience of, of doing the CHGO Marathon podcast. Like we started this four months ago, I think, I think first weekend in June, maybe. And we didn't start off with a lot of listeners. And it's not like this is like the biggest podcast in the world. I mean, it's obviously pales in comparison to our other ones. But the community that has just kind of sprung up over it in the last four months has been really, really cool. I made a lot of a lot of cool connections. Um, starting up with that CHO Marathon podcast, uh, Will, uh, who was the guy who recommended the Sauconies to me, he showed up. Um, he's Scottish. He lives in Charlotte now, so it was really cool to meet him. Um, Lucas is from Connecticut. He came in um, uh, with his wife or girlfriend. I'm not exactly sure. Um, had a good time talking with him. They recommended me these these shock headphones which i enjoyed wearing out there um they're like the over the ear ones because i didn't want to wear airpods necessarily um and so we hung out with them heidi stevens was out there uh bill the ultra marathoner who i was talking with was there and this dude's 49 and he's like oh, i'm not an athlete i was like man you're an athlete like this this guy's built like a mac truck and he had actually done that backyard marathon um, okay the 4.2 mile loop he had done it for 104 miles but they only give out one medal on that thing and everyone else gets a little plug like wooden nickel i guess that says dnf on it <laughs> even after he ran 104 miles and he said that's his uh most most prized possession but he's he's very similar to us jared i mean he he crossed 40 wanted something to do and it's like i want to get into shape i'm gonna get into marathoning and then he said i may have taken it a bit too far i was like well, I don't think you take any of this stuff too far. You just, you know, if you get into things, you get into things. So it was really cool right. to meet him. And he he had actually just, uh, if I understand him correctly, he had just been listening to the CHO Marathon podcast on his way up from Cincinnati. And then I was like, okay, let's let's go to the marathon meetup. Um, Lindsay and Adam were there from Chicago. Laura was there. Um, uh, Kelly, Dr. Bunny from our Discord group was there. Uh, congratulations to her for finishing. She's a big Bears fan. I think she was the only card-carrying diehard member there, which was... Which I saw was, she she posted a picture of her holding her diehard card. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if I'm leaving anybody out. I hope I'm not. Uh, I also hope that people didn't come out and then not find us in the back because the front was clogged with the um, Alzheimer's Walk um, fundraiser. So I really, really hope that people didn't come out there and not find us or whatever. I, I put something on Twitter, but I apologize if that did happen. Uh, so it was really cool meeting people like that, um, meeting uh, Elizabeth in the corral before. Uh, one guy from TikTok, Sober Strider, he came up to me, I think right after that bridge with with the milk people. And I was like, Kevin, I was like, I have no idea who this person is. And he's like, it's me, Sober Strider from TikTok. I was like, yo, what's up? Um, there was a guy I met at, at Kara uh, who would listen to the podcast. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. But uh, kind of going around and it, like there was just so many different people and, and to me like the running community like it appeals so much to me on a, a variety of levels but to walk to be out on that course and see all different types of people different ages you know obviously different sexes um nationalities religions political views it doesn't matter everyone's going towards the same thing and I'm in this like Facebook group. I forgot what it's called, like 2023 Chicago Marathon Runners Unite or something. And I don't want to say this thing like restored my faith in Facebook, but it actually like made Facebook like, oh, I actually kind of like going on Facebook again because there's so many people there talking about the marathon and their experiences and, and different ways. And everyone's supportive. Like no one ever makes, you know, it's no one's ever trolling anybody on there. And I think that's like kind of a rarity too. Um, so that, that part to me was very very rewarding and i don't think this would have been the same and then along those same lines so many people that followed me on uh TikTok and instagram and twitter and facebook they donated to cal's angels the charity i was running for and if i smashed one one of my to-do things it was raise five thousand dollars for cal's angels and i think we're at 5700 so uh, i can't thank 
uh, people enough for, for getting me there. So I, d- I did this for, for my cousin slash nephew, Ben, and, and uh, they do a lot of good things. So very thankful for that. Shout out to Golden Boy Paul. He says, I'm from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Chicago was my first in 2004. Or I was at Clydesdale 448. Family from Chicago. Thanks for this podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, Robbie, who's always in here, says, good job, Kevin. I'm sure he means Jared, too. He said, one day I want to do the run. Joe. Uh, Joe was an early supporter of this podcast. Um, shout out to Joe. He said, favorite signs. You're running better than the government. There was a lot of those. <laughs> I did see that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And JW says, great job, gents. Love this entire podcast. Hope it is back next year. I hope so too. I don't know exactly what is in store for this podcast. I know I've talked about like, I hope, I hope someone else from CHGO um, wants to run this. I know we've inspired a few people in the bowling to, to take up running. And I really think this is, we, we do mostly professional sports podcasts, and that's that's to me that's like a little. I said you're connecting in the audience. And this is yeah, yeah. And I think we um, we touch a lot of people. I mean, for for one, I know that our female listenership of this podcast is way higher than than any other podcast. So I think we want to make connections with really everyone, all shapes and sizes. Um, so we'll see where it goes from here. I mean, I'm. I don't know if I'm running 2024 Chicago Marathon. Yesterday, I was like, well, I'm going to need to take a, a day off or take a year off. Today, I'm like, eh, maybe. Um, I think I'm more – I think I really kind of want to train for half marathon and maybe try to break two hours on that and make, make that my goal and, and work towards that as a different challenge. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, got time to, to – Got time to make this decision. Like, cool yeah. Chicago winners coming up. We'll see. Where are you going to go, Garrett? Yeah, I'm, I felt kind of the same way. Just, you know, I had a couple of people ask, I like, see, so you, you know, I'm to do this again. And at this point, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not even really thinking about that. I, I definitely know that from spending so much time preparing that I like, I enjoy distance running. I enjoy going out there for a while. Um, but it is like it's a it's a really big commitment just to prepare yourself to do it. You know, the race itself is one thing, but but yeah, that's it's a lot of weekends and a lot of time of you know planning for okay, I've got this long training run. And it's one thing to run a, a marathon when you're you've got the energy of the crowds, but when you have to yeah. do a 16 mile training run just out on the path by yourself, that's a very different kind of experience. So um so yeah, we'll we'll see. I just right now I just feel really happy with how it turned out. Um, so we're gonna take some time to to just enjoy it and then think about you know think about what's next down the road. Yeah. Well, so the application process for Chicago starts starts next week. So you kind of almost so, have to make up your mind really so you, quickly. You have three days to <laughs> to decide. Yeah. I mean, luck, luckily we have an in with Kerry Pinkowski now. So I don't know. Maybe we can leverage that. Um, I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, you know, you talk about the time commitment. Um, both you and I have have young children, so that that takes up a that that's a consideration. Uh, somebody in the corral was talking about like Oprah Oprah's time, which I think was really good. She, I think she did it in like 1996 or something, and and I was like, yeah, but like she, you know, she has money and she has no kids. So like that's the best possible combination you can have. <laughs> right, there's no comparison there. Right, so. We'll see. I, I, I don't think that's my last one. Um, I know my wife, after going down there and chasing me around, I think her interest is a little peaked now. So maybe I'll have to take next summer off while she does it. Um, shout out to Lindsay and Adam who were at the at the meetup. They're both doctors with young, young kids, like I think like three and, and one or something. And, and they're able to still go out there and train. So I was really impressed by that. But um yeah, so I think I guess that's a wrap for the the 2023 CHGO Marathon podcast. It's think? hard to believe. It feels like we just did that first episode a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it goes by quickly. So, so we'll see if anyone anyone has any suggestions um, for next year or how to go about doing this. We do have the um, CHGO Fitness uh, channel on Discord. So if you're a, actually a CHGO diehard. Um, you get access to that discord and everyone in there is real supportive. People are, you know, some people just do workout classes. Some people do yoga. 
Um, some people run marathons, um, but it's kind of turning into a fun little community. So if you do want to continue with us, that is an option there. Uh, check that out at allcho.com. And uh, I know a lot of people listen from around the world, um, maybe necessarily are not uh, Chicago sports fans, but uh, you know, if, if you are, you're interested at all, make sure you're following us at chgo underscore sports on Twitter. Um, you know, we, we try to stress community as much as possible. And I know that there's people who are diehards are not necessarily even Chicago sports fans because they like our community. And um, this, again, this experience would not have been the same with, with, without this podcast. So I'm extremely thankful to everyone on that. If you're thinking about running a Chicago marathon, absolutely do it. Just running through Pilsen and Chinatown alone was like, you feel like you're actually a professional athlete when you're doing that. Like there's no, there was no feeling like that. And then, then to finish it, I mean, it, was a, it is a world-class marathon um, in every sense of the word. So do that. Just put one foot in front of the other. You can get there. I know Jared and I were, were doubtful on whether or not we could finish 26 miles. You can do it. If, you know, if we can do it, you can do it. And uh, it's very rewarding. I, I think it's, uh, it's definitely life-changing. Do you think it changed your life, Jared? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So... But yeah, it's uh, quite an experience. So again, thank you to everyone who listened, contributed, whatever. Um, awesome. So I'll cut it here. We will see you hopefully next year for the 2024 Chicago Marathon season in one form or another. But again, thank you and uh, happy running. We all city like the mayor. 